Hi, thank you so much for tuning into our Stolen Lunches podcast. Today, we are going to dive into one of our powerful virtual Bible studies. Get out your journal, get out your Bible. Let's dive in. So you guys will probably hear me laugh all night, but I just cannot help it because God gave me this joy in the midst of uh, what I would call a disaster in my life. Um, a traumatic, a deep traumatic experience that was occurring and joy showed up like, oh my goodness. And so um, I can't help it that I just have joy. And so I am so excited, Melanie, thank you so much for having me tonight and inviting me. I am so honored to meet all of you from afar. So as she mentioned, my name is Janice Stevens and I live in Columbus, Ohio. Although I do have a Southern draw because both of my parents are from the South. And so I got it from them. So y'all blame it on them, okay? And so <laughs> my husband and I, just a little bit about myself. My husband and I pastor a church here in Columbus, Ohio called Manifestation Church. We are a fiery, what I would consider still new ministry that operates in the prophetic. Hi, aunties, baby. <laughs> Who operates heavy in the prophetic and the apostolic and we believe strongly in miracles okay and so find us on facebook manifestation church ohio um a little bit about myself further than that further than just being a pastor's wife because i am so much more than that is um i literally gave birth to entrepreneurs and i need to really concentrate on that more melody you're gonna have to have me come back maybe later as I fine tune how we did that because I think it's important and God is obviously saying something that we have birthed all entrepreneurs. And so, um, but let me tell you a little bit about that is that um, I was a single mom. I began parenting at 14 years old. And so I'm gonna share just a little bit about my testimony because I just believe strongly that someone needs to hear this encouragement tonight um, to know that you are not forgotten, neither has time left you, um, nor are you behind, nor have you messed up too much that God cannot come to rescue you, to speak to where you are, to pull you up, to pull you out. You are still qualified. You are still valid. You still have something to offer. You still are more than enough. And so I, man, I feel that. And so I just want to speak to that person because I became a parent at 14. Um, I delivered a baby girl, extremely premature at 24 weeks gestation. Um, they said that she would never walk. They said she would never talk. Um, she, in fact, they dropped her. She developed water on the brain, hydrocephalus, cerebral palsy. And, but this child is now in the nursing field and she's also my business partner today. All right. And so then in 14 and me almost dying because I also had pneumonia and they're asking my mother who they want to save me or the child. And we both live to tell the story. That wasn't enough trauma for me. Here I go again at 16, having another child. Right. And at 16, I was really contemplating um, abortion and not really knowing I was young and I'm just like, how am I about to be a parent again? I knew how I was going to be a parent again, right? Because I obviously love sex. Um, I had an issue at that time, but 
Um, that child, let me tell you, God is so good. And I'm so grateful for the restoration of God, for his mercy towards me, because if I had aborted this baby, you know, the world would have never experienced uh, Janique, who goes by Jay, who is now a six-figure entrepreneur and has been that since 21, and she's now 25. And so I'm telling you, it has just been an amazing journey watching her grow. Um, the one who I thought I could not parent and to see what God has done has totally blown my mind. Um, and then I gave birth to my son um, through my first marriage. So my daughter shared father, then I got married and um, gave birth to a son, Jalen, who is also an entrepreneur who has his own clothing line. Um, and so that marriage ended in divorce, unfortunately. Um, and so a few years later, I married my current husband and I inherited three more children. Lord have mercy, right? I, I go from never wanting kids to I got six kids, right? <laughs> and so I got all these kids, Lord have mercy. And so um, the oldest of that bunch is an entrepreneur in real estate. And then the middle, Andre, we got one in college. Praise Jesus. I want somebody to go to college like me. Because in spite of all that early baby mama stuff, um, I still went to the Ohio State University on a full ride scholarship. All right. So God is good and finished and got my degree. And so uh, we got one who's in college and then our baby girl who is 17, uh, who is extremely brilliant and smart. She actually just flew in today. Um, I believe college is gonna be her portion as well, but I don't know because she has gotten a taste of this entrepreneur life. And so now that's what she wanna do. <laughs> so I just want you to see how God has totally just restored my life. Um, so now for those who want to follow me, um, you can follow me on Facebook, Janet Stevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S. -E I think I am maxed out at 5,000. However, over the next 24 hours, um, any new requests, I'm just going to assume that it's from tonight and I will accept you and I'll make room and go and delete some other people and make room for you. But so that's on Facebook. You can also find me on IG. There are, I have two websites for you to consider um, and become um, a part of. The one is uh, Janet Stevens, 1117.com. We started the 1117 movement during the pandemic. Um, that is a combination of my favorite scriptures, Jeremiah 29, 11, that says, I know the thoughts and plans I have for you. They are good and not evil to give you hope in the future. And it's also, um, with uh, Proverbs um, 3 that says that they should be my say of the Lord when I make up my jewels. And so my women's ministry is called Jewels. And so during that time of pandemic and just confusion, people are not really understanding what was happening. God spoke a word to us about 1117 to remind us that we are still in the perfect plan of God and we are still here on purpose, right? And so for us to not forget about purpose, even in the midst of a pandemic. And so during that pandemic, I launched a business, um, another business. <laughs> so I have um, a set of clothing um, through the 1117. And I also have, I am a published author. That book is called Jewels. 
And so that's a book to help women walk through a journey of inner healing, discovering who they are, knowing who they are, and walking that out with confidence. So you can find that book on the uh, JanetStevens1117.com. But I also launched a candle business um, that was supposed to be a companion to the book because y'all know like what as women we love to read we love to have a blanket and we love to have a candle and so the candle and the book were supposed to be companions however the candle company kind of took off and left the book in the smoke and so <laughs> so here we have this whole other business called joy candles and that website is www.joyjoi.com.co and so for all my friends who are on today, I would love to extend to you 15% off your total purchase by using promotional code JOY, J-O-I-15, J-O-I-15, and you'll receive 15% off your total purchase, purchase. So that's a little bit about me. If you hear me be a little winded, y'all just pray for me. I just got over COVID, right? So if you are one of them deep people who felt like you and if they somebody must not have enough Holy Ghost and that's why they got COVID. Well, I want to tell you that's a lie because I got the Holy Ghost <laughs> and I still got COVID. And so I, <laughs> I am getting over some residual effects of COVID. In fact, Monday, they just told me I have pneumonia, but um, so I may be a little winded, but just pray for me. Okay. So that's a little bit about me. God is so good. And I'm just amazed at what he is doing in our lives. And so I want to turn your attention quickly. I don't want to be long because I'm speaking to women who are business owners or coaches or entrepreneurs in some fashion and women who also love God. And so I just want, I want to turn your attention to the first thing is in Proverbs 31, which I know this is familiar uh, passage of scripture. And so then um, we're going to go look at, we're going to look at Proverbs 31, but then we'll also come back to 2 Kings chapter 4, okay? 2 Kings chapter 4. That is pretty. My grandbaby is here, and so I'm doing the teaching, so you go in there with Maya, okay? Okay. Do you want to say hi? Okay. And then we can be done with you, okay? Here you go. <laughs> Say hi. <laughs> All right. See you later. There you go. All right. So in Proverbs 31, I just think it is so important as women for us to really define who we are in the marketplace. Right. I told my husband last night, I said, listen, as women, we are, it seems like we are on the verge of extinction right? Like, it's like this blur where everybody is just being everybody, all things to all people. But I think it's so important that we define ourselves as women in the marketplace. And so I want to use as our example, the Proverbs 31 woman, who I believe is a bad mama jamma. Like she's just totally dope. There's nobody like her um, that we've read in scripture. But there's one part about her that I, when I, when we get there, I'll tell you a little bit about that and why you should not stress yourself out with trying to be all of her, all right? <laughs> and so Proverbs 31, 
in this first scripture here in verse 13, and I'm reading, I love studying from this um, translation, the New Century Version. I love it. I love it. So um, maybe you want to look that up in your time. But it says, she looks for wool and flax and likes to work with her hands. And so the first thing I think as business women is that you need to define your work, right? Like you cannot do everything. You cannot be all things to all people, right? That was to that person in the Bible who they were all things to all people. But you cannot be that yourself. Okay. And so you have to define it. So this woman here in the Proverbs, she was good with her hands, right? She knew how to get the work done. And so, although you may be someone says, well, my, my craft is not my hands. It's really my mind. I'm good with intellect and intellectual property. And, but however, you need to know that with your line of work, it's going to require your hands. It's going to require work. One of the things I hate to see, a lazy entrepreneur, like how do you think you're going to get this money, right? But you don't like, you don't understand the value of work. And so you cannot, we cannot, as women, as entrepreneurs, um, try to what we call in this generation, try to get the bag, but don't understand the value of work. Okay, that's number one. You have to understand the value of work. The next thing is that it says in verse 14, she is like a trader ship bringing food far, from far away. What this speaks to me is that she wasn't just secluded to her own kind, her own culture, her own people right? She was open to receive from afar. When you're trading, you're trading with other nationalities, you're trading with other cultures, other people, right? So you need to be open to hear the opinions of people who may not look like you, right? That there may just might be an expert who, um, you know, if you're a person who's Caucasian or white, whichever one you prefer, that there just might be a person of color who may be the expert for you, right? Or if you're a person of color, that every white person is not the man, come on, right? That you are open to receive from afar. You're open to trade, which means that if you are trading, that you're not just receiving, but you also have something to give. Again, you must understand your value as a person, one, not just only as a person of God, understand you as a as a business person in the marketplace, know your value. No one trades anything that they do not consider it to be valued. This is good. I just being recorded, honey. I'm gonna need this. <laughs> right? So you need to be open to receive from afar from people that may not look like you, talk like you, sound like you, who may not be from your same culture, who may not eat your same food. That's the other thing too. I was telling the Lord, like, if you have called me to international ministry, then I need to get over just liking American food, right? I need to go sit around some Africans. I need to go sit around some Asians. I need to go sit around some people from Russia because those are places that God may call me to. And I have to be okay with not offending people because I don't want to eat their food. 
Listen, that's a whole word for somebody who feel like you're international one, don't have a passport. I don't know how you international, you don't have a passport, right? But you feel like your business could, should be exceeding or God is enlarging or expanding your territory, but you don't have a passport, but you also don't like to um, eat food from other nationalities and culture. That is a whole word. <laughs> Right. And so you have to be open again. It says she was like a trader ship bringing food from afar. She was bringing goods from afar. The next thing it says she gets up. Oh, listen, when I say this word is for me. So I guess right now with our church, we are focusing on this word called diligent pursuit right? That you are focusing on your diligence. So whatever that may mean for you, it may mean time management. It may mean completing your task. It may be, you know, whatever that is, diligent pursuit. And so this scripture is all diligent pursuit, especially for me, because it says she gets up while it is still dark. Listen, has anyone ever heard that cliche that says the early bird gets the worm? right? The early bird gets the worm, but who really are early birds? <laughs> like I am not, nope. You raising your hand kind of sort of melody. <laughs> Listen, I am not an early bird. Oh my goodness. But there's so much truth to this because there's so much to get done, especially if you are a, a woman, no shade brother on here, right? Especially if you're a woman, when you have so many other responsibilities, if you're a wife, if you have children, if you have another job that's kind of sponsoring or your, the financial support and backing for your business, right? There is a blessing with getting up early. And so it so says she gets up while it is still dark and prepares food for her family and feed her servant girls. What this scripture is saying is that she knew how to manage responsibility. Listen, I don't care how much of a bag that you are getting, if you cannot manage responsibility, that she understood the needs of her household, right? Even if you do not have a husband, but you understand the needs of your household, of your house, what it takes to run your house, what it takes to, you know, for things to get accomplished in your house. This woman, she understood responsibility. She managed the needs and responsibility of her home. Listen, we can't chase the bag and we forget about everything else at home. Listen, I have talked and counseled and coached so many women who all of a sudden want to get a divorce because they chasing the bag. What? Where, you, where is that in the, all, the whole the King James New, New Century? Where, I don't know where that at. I mean, where is that in the scripture? Girl, if you don't go sit down somewhere. Right, like man, for real, and get you a word from God. Go speak in tongues in the corner. I don't know what to tell you, but that is not Bible. All right, and so if she manages responsibility, manages responsibility, and so here the next scripture it says she inspects a field and buys it with money she earned. She plants a vineyard. Listen, and I know you guys, I'm sure, have heard teaching like this from Melody, but this woman, why she's also a bad mama jamma to me is that the vineyard represents more than one string. 
She had more than one stream of income. All of her eggs were not in one basket. Right? You should not have everything. Because when that bag, you know, when it runs over or it runs out or the bottom falls out and all of those eggs crack that you had in that one basket, then what will you do now? Right? She is an example of multiple streams of income. She had multiple ideas. She had, she had multiple reaches right? Her tent was extended. Oh my goodness, right? She knew how to produce money as a woman. Now, can you see now, I, brother, listen, you owe us a seed offering for this right here, because can you imagine, this is why her husband was known in the gates, because his woman was dope. I mean, his woman was bad, right? His woman was so, she was skilled. She was, she knew how to manage responsibility. She knew how to handle her business. She knew how to handle her home and her maids. Come on now. And so this is why her husband was sitting all kingly and priestly in the gates because his woman was dope. Listen, it's so important that not only do you want for those who are single, or those who might be complaining about the one you with, not only is it important that you have this guy or this person of influence or this person who has vision, because as women, we're called to be helped, but what are you helping? If, you, he, if he don't have vision, you ain't helping nothing. That's a whole nother lesson. Y'all come to that masterclass, okay? <laughs> You can't help where there is no vision, but listen, he, not only does he need to have vision, but it is so powerful as written here in scripture that you also be a woman of vision, that you also be a woman of ideas, that you also be a woman in the marketplace, making it happen. This is what she was. It says she saw the field and then she bought it. Listen, this is no shade to anybody who is renting because we've been married 10 years and we just bought our first house in November, but it didn't say she saw the field and she rented it. Listen, when I got the revelation of this scripture right here, I went to my husband. I was like, listen, we can't rent no more. Like we got to go buy because this woman what makes her so influential because when she was able to purchase, she was able to levy that um, as collateral. You cannot levy a rent, rental property as collateral. Come on, somebody. Ooh, it is quiet in this church. <laughs> Right. And so, again, no condemnation, but I'm telling you the power behind what it is that she was doing and what's being demonstrated for us here. Um, 17, she does her work with energy and her arms are strong. Listen, this is a woman who is physically fit. Listen, everybody says they want to be a Proverbs 31 woman or Proverbs 31 man. Right. But they do not look at the holistic value this woman presents. And so we have every excuse, right, to work out, to, to take care of this temple, to take care of this body that we have. But listen, the scripture says here that she was doing her work with energy and her arms are strong. 
Listen, it's hard to have energy and you are not in good health. It's hard to have energy and be influential if you are sluggish, if you are tired, if you don't have energy, right? All of that was important. She says she did her work with energy. She wanted to do what she was doing. She brought spark to, to her industry, whatever it is that she was doing. She brought the fire. This is why she was so influential as well. It's hard to influence anyone, right? It's hard to influence where you don't even look believable um, that you want to do what you're doing. Listen, we need to ask God to help us with our temperance, to help us with our mood, to help us, you know, how we approach and handle people. Next is, it says she knows that what she makes is good. Her lamp burns late into the night. Listen, she, again, she knows her worth. She knows her quality of her product, what it is that she's doing, what it is that she's sharing, right? She knows that she's an excellent coach for those who are coaches on here. She knows that her product is the bomb for people who are product-based, such as me, who's an author or who has a candle business. Um, I am also a service-based business because I'm a travel agent as well. And so there's so many things, but it says she knows that her what she makes is good. Do you represent your product well? Do you showcase it? Do you describe it so that others um, are yearning to have or to purchase or to come to sit at your feet? As people who are in the marketplace, right? Next, it says she makes thread with her hands and weaves her own load. Do we know how to be, this reminds me of the scripture that Paul talks about. He says, I know how to be a base and I know how to be a bound, right? That I'm not so suchy much that I don't know how to make things happen with my hands, right? I don't know how to not to put things together or I'm not so low either where I don't know how to be around people of influence, right? She knew how to go into her own living room, get her own spindle, get her own thread and, and put a button on. <laughs> right? Or to do a hymn or whatever it is, right? She knew how to fix herself and her family up. The next thing it says, she welcomes the poor and helps the needy. Listen, may you never forget how you started in business. May you never forget where you come from. May you never forget. In fact, the Bible says, it's here she says that she welcomes the poor and helps the needy. But the Bible says that when you give to the poor, that you lend to God. The question today is, when was the last time you lent to God? Right? Or, or you know, was your nose turned up to those who are less fortunate, to those who didn't have? Were you trying to figure out mentally why they don't have what they should have, what you think they should have? It's just that we lend to God. Listen, once I got a revelation of that, and that wasn't too long ago, let me tell you, it was not, it might have been 2021 to tell you the truth, right? When I understood that I lend to God, I hunt them down. Hold on, wait a minute, come get this money, please. Because if I'm lending to God, listen, baby, listen, the interest on it has to be amazing. 
I need all that interest from God. Listen, I need everything returned to me. I need it all 100 fold in this lifetime. In fact, in Luke, he says, you've not lost anything. You've not given up anything that will not be returned to you 100 fold in this lifetime. Not when you get to have it. Listen, some of you guys need to embrace that. Not when you die, not when you see Jesus. He says, in this lifetime, it will be returned to you 100 fold. When's the last time you lent to the poor? Come on, when's the last time? This woman is such a godly example. The next scripture says, she does not worry about her family when it snows because they all have fine clothes to keep them warm. Meaning that, listen, that you know how to put aside, you know how to save up, you know how to purchase even off season so that you have things that are in season for the appropriate weather. Right. You're not like some of us who go and try to shop for a coat in December. And guess what? They about to bring the spring clothes out. You missed the sale. <laughs> right. That she does things in season. Are you doing things like that? Even when it comes to your business, are you doing things in season? Or are you always playing catch up? Do you have a plan for the next season? Do you know what's coming? For those who are product-based business owners, right? You know that traditionally, especially in America, right? There are certain seasons that's coming up. There's Easter, there's Mother's Day. Do you have a plan for that? Have you already launched your campaigns? Have you already started your advertisement? Did you do an ad for the stimulus? right? Or are you doing as based on your own emotions? Listen, if you are running your business off of your own emotions, baby, you ain't making money. I was talking to my son because listen, I at first did not want to do ads. I didn't want to use any hashtags about the stimulus or anything like that because I was like, people probably need this stimulus. People might need to pay their rent. People might need to pay their carno and their insurance. And baby, guess what? It's a whole lot of people who still going to the mall with their stimulus. It's a whole lot of who are still and trying stimulus right and so don't miss out on opportunities because you are an emotional thinker and you're running your business off of your own emotions Woo! that is a word if you're a coach there are people who's using their stimulus to get coaching intellectual knowledge and information to take them to the next place they've been waiting for just some little extra money to do some things that they've wanted to do and here you go you are available to receive their stimulus money am i right <laughs> listen alicia shake her head like yes you are right absolutely <laughs> Right, you cannot, you have to be able to move in seasons. You have to know how to pivot. You need to know how to make changes with what's occurring. I was on a business Zoom last night and the business owner who does body scrubs and butters that she was saying that, you know, she launched this business really not paying attention to the um, pandemic that was upon us. She just knew she wanted to launch these butters and she went to a local grocer to try to get her products in the store. And while she was there, they asked her, have you considered doing sanitizers? And she was like, no. 
right? That's not my business. And they said, well, have you paid attention to the grocery stores? Like we don't have any. Have you, can, will you reconsider? Listen, she reconsidered. She was able to purchase product from afar because there was nowhere local that had alcohol. She made a pivot. Come on now. The season was upon her. She made a pivot and she ate instead of her goal of making four figures for the year that last year from June to December, she made six figures because she was able to pivot with the season. What was upon her? She was and stringent or stuck on what she was wanting to do. Come on. Are we willing to shift? Are we willing to pivot? Are we willing to make the changes that are necessary for our business? Right? She doesn't worry about her family because they already have what they need. They already have what they need. The next thing, she makes coverings for herself. Her clothes are made of linen and other expensive material. Basically, she knows what to do. She knows how to make herself pretty and presentable. She knows how to dress herself up for the occasion. Listen, don't you ever forget how to put yourself together. Listen, have some sisters around you. I teach the women in our ministry. I said, look, you need to have five people around you. And as women, sometimes it's hard for us to hear this because we think that we are the best in our group. We think we are the flyest thing in our group. And if you are, can I tell you and present to you that you probably need a new group? Right, because that means that there is nobody challenging you to be better. There's nobody um, challenging you to to come up a level, to step it up a notch, or to upgrade in your life. That you need a new group, and so I'm always telling them you need someone who is overall well-rounded, better than you. Right, everything about them just shows that they're better than you. You need someone who's prettier than you. Right? No, you are not the prettiest thing ever to mankind. <laughs> you need someone that's prettier than you because guess what? It's going to cause you to just pay attention. Like, man, how do they do that? What do they do about this? How do they apply their makeup? How do they, you know, how do they put their clothes together? Right? You need someone who has more money than you. Why do I say that? Because when you're around them, all they talk about is money. I mean, it's like aggravation. You're like, can we talk about something else? No, because what that means is that you need to upgrade in the area of your finances. Right? No, you need to hear them talk about Bitcoin and stocks. No, you need to hear them talk about diversifying your income. You need to hear that. Right? You need to hear about retirement. You need to hear about all of that. You need someone in your, in your circle, not only who's better than you, just overall better than you, someone that's prettier than you, who has more money than you. You need someone who is healthier than you, who is challenging you. Why are you eating what you're eating? When is the last time you worked out? right? And although it's aggravation to you and you don't like it, but it's so that you can be better. It's so that you can upgrade in your life so you can come up another level, come up another notch. Listen, it's a shame that if you die before your time and you did not complete the destiny that's been assigned to you because your life was cut short because you rather eat fat back and not work out. 
right? It's a shame. And so that is not God's plan for us. It's not God's will for us. Listen, the Bible already said here in the scripture that this woman was strong. Her arms were strong. She did her business with energy. It already says this, right? But you need people again, all these five people, someone who's more healthy than you, someone who's more spiritual, spiritual than you is number five, spiritual than you, number five, meaning that they're challenging you about your prayer life. When's the last time you prayed? When's the last time you talked to God? When is the, what is the last thing that God has said to you, right? Where they're not letting you, they're not satisfied with you just being um, the one who is talking to God. You know, you need to be someone who's not always having something to say to God, but you need to have ears that are open to hear what God is saying to you. So they're asking you, what is the last thing God has said to you? When's the last time you were in fellowship with other believers? When is the last time? So you need someone who is more spiritual than you. I'm not talking about spiritual meaning. I'm not talking about crystals and sage and smudging and uh, voodoo. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody who is saying, where is your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Okay, and so I am always looking for people to surround me like that. Someone, again, who's more spiritual than me, someone who's more healthier than me, someone who has more money than me, someone who's more educated than me, all right? And then someone who is overall more round, well-rounded than I am, that I can look up to. And then the next phase of that is that you need someone that you can now um, pour out to. All these things that's being poured into you, it doesn't make sense for us to walk around fat, full of all this information, all this knowledge, but you're not pouring it out to someone else, right? I look at our lives as two levels, as one where we're receiving, but the other part is where we're now pouring out and giving it out to someone else. Someone needs what you have. Woo! Hallelujah. Someone needs what you have. You are enough. You are qualified. You have what it takes. There is so much in you, but someone is waiting on you. Someone is waiting on you. Right. And then the next thing is talking about, you know, about her husband being known in the city. I bet he was because you see this kind of woman that she got. He got right. I bet he was known in the city. Come on now. You better. You need to hit yourself on the back. Right. To say that I know who I am. Right. I know what I bring to the table. Right. And so it says she makes linen clothes and sells them and provides belts to the merchants. Y'all reading it. She is strong and is respected by the people. She looks forward to the future with joy. Listen, she looks forward to the future with joy. That means she's not pessimistic. She's not narcissistic. Come on, if that's your personality, listen, I want you to contact Melody so she can be praying with you, right? Because that is not going to work in your life. It's not going to work in your business. And it's not going to, I'm, no one's going to be around you. And for you to say, you know, I don't have friends because, you know, I just can't click with people. No, it's probably you. Okay, it's probably you. And it's okay because God gives us new mercies. <laughs> He gives us new mercies every day. And so today we're taking hold of our day. All right. I want you to take hold and take authority of your day. She watches over her family and never wastes her time. Oh my goodness. Your time is valuable. 
as an entrepreneur, as a businesswoman, your time as a businessman, your time is valuable. Her children speak well of her and her husband also praises her saying there are many fine women, but you are better than all of them. Listen, I just want to speak to you and say, listen, it is so important again, as you pursue your goals, your dreams, the thing that you believe that God has given to you, it's important that you define who you are, what it is that you can do, what it is that you can't do in areas that you need help. The thing that really separates, and I believe why this one was able to accomplish so much is because she had help. This scripture talks about she had, she had maids. And so while we or while you are trying to be pursue all that the scriptures say, don't forget she had help. <laughs> and she can only accomplish what she did because she had help. And so don't beat yourself up if you have not come to the place that you have help yet. Oh, I hope I just said a whole people, a whole bunch of people free. Like I, I had to come to the conclusion, like she had maids. So let me quit tripping because I can't do all of this yet because I don't have help yet. <laughs> Get you some help and be okay with it. All right. And then lastly, before we close really quickly, in 2 Kings chapter 4, it's about the prophet, the widow woman. And, you know, she was just, she was needing some financial support, some financial help. But here in the scripture, listen, the Bible doesn't say that they gave her, that he gave her the money. Right. And second Kings, if you go there in chapter 4, he didn't give her the money. He said to her, to go gather some vessels up and begin to pour. Oh my goodness, hallelujah. And what happened in the scripture is that as she began to pour, that this oil began to fill all those vessels and she was able to take the, what she had and to sell it and it became her provision. What I want to say to you is that in this passage of scripture, oh my God, hallelujah. Somebody need to hear this. It has nothing to do. Listen, it, the Bible didn't say that she ran out of oil. The Bible says that she ran out of vessels. Woo! Hallelujah. She ran out of the vessels to pour into. I want you to know that as long as you are willing to continue to do what God has called you to do, that there is still somebody who wants what you have. There is still another vessel who is waiting for you to pour into them. There's another vessel, another person who's waiting for you to give what you have, to showcase what you have. There are more vessels. The oil on only stop because the vessel stopped. If you will believe that, listen, don't be afraid to go ask for more vessels. Don't be afraid to go get the ass, to do the big ass. Don't be afraid to go and approach for what it is that you need for this business. Because again, her oil did not stop until the vessels stopped. That was so powerful to me as a kingdom woman, as a marketplace woman. Listen, it's just that she no longer had enough materials. There was more that could have been poured into, but there were no more materials. 
do not be afraid to ask again. Do not be afraid to approach again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do not be afraid because as you go out there and as you are not afraid, that will be your provision. Listen, I am your girl, Jan Stevens. They call me Lady J. I am wrapping up tonight. I pray that this encouraged you, that this blessed you, that you know a little bit more about who you are, what God's called you to be, that you understand the weight of the responsibility that you've been called to, that you know that there is something in you that the world needs and that God is in all of heaven is standing behind you, beside you, celebrating you, supporting you, and pushing you to do all that he's called you to do. I love you, ladies. It's been an honor and a joy to meet you. I am so glad to be asked to be here this evening. And I pray, listen, follow me um, uh, as I follow the Lord, of course. Listen, make sure you check out my websites and let's connect. I look forward to it. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, ladies, I just wanted to see, I wanted to open it up. If, um, does anyone have any questions, whether it be about the word, whether it be about business, any questions, um, you can feel free to drop them in the chat or you can unmute yourselves at this time and ask if anyone has questions. I have a question. This is Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Okay. Hi, right, so... As you were talking, I know this was more, uh, you know, focused towards businesses and everything. Um, and it was a, it was an amazing word. Thank you, by the way. Um, I was just wondering, it, it really hit me that for me, it was about this upcoming job interview that I have, and it's a second interview. And I've been going back and forth in my head about if I should ask for more money when I start or not. And I've just been so scared and you kept repeating you know, don't be afraid, be confident. And that's what it really resonated for me. So I don't know, even though it was about business, that's how it kind of sank in for me. Uh-huh. Listen, I I pray that you heard this. <laughs> that you're not afraid of the ass. I know. That you I know, know you are worth well, for me, that's what this is about. <laughs> that you know what you bring to the table. Now, don't be asking for nothing if you don't know who you are now. If you stumbling, you know, <laughs> yeah. when it comes to understanding what the value you bring to the table. But if you know all of that, don't be afraid of the ask is what I would say. Yeah, I think it's just giving off that impression of like, you know, because it's so nerve wracking when you're like, okay, well, I'm about to ask you for 10,000 more dollars. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> You know, just being confident, though. I definitely needed to hear that. So thank you. Awesome. Yeah, and I would say if you know that that if you know that there's a brewing and, and it's 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 a constant on your mind, right? Yeah. Then and you prayed about it. I mean, obviously, you know we're gonna we're gonna seek the father and we're gonna pray about it. And then that's where the confidence lies. Like the confidence is going to lie in you praying about it and being confident in that decision. And when you're walking into that interview on tomorrow or whenever that interview is, that yes. this is the number that God has literally spoken to you. And you can go in it with confidence and knowing that if he closes the door, it wasn't meant for you anyway. 
Mm-hmm. Because it's not going to be the $10,000 to $20,000 more that he asked, that you asked for. It's going to be, God, I literally surrender this opportunity, this job, this money, this everything to you because it's his anyway. Right. Yeah. And so um, that's what I would leave with that. That's sure. how I've been approaching the job search in general. Like a lot of places will not have called me back and I'll have prayed about it. You know, please don't let me get this job if I'm not going to be happy and I'm not going to be doing what I'm called to do you know please don't even let me get to a second interview so mm-hmm. I've been I feel like in the past when I haven't prayed about it I've been so much more upset like what did I do wrong what did I say wrong you know and this time around it's like okay well obviously that wasn't where I was supposed to be at so I, I need to take that approach with the compensation portion of it as well mm-hmm. yeah for sure awesome Anyone else have questions, comments for tonight? Hi. Um, I have a question about uh, one thing that you said uh, concerning the Proverbs 31 um, woman is that um, we have to learn how to manage responsibility and understand the needs of our homes. And I think that's one of my biggest downfalls as far as taking responsibility, as far as I think I missed a trash guy (laughs) this Wednesday. Um, I got two bulbs out (laughs) in my room, one downstairs. And but some of those things, and even changing air filters, I'm like, oh my God, whose responsibility is this? Why do I have to do it? So like sometimes how do you get over just like um, habit of, hey, you know what? I mean, I'm not the only one here, you know? (laughs) Why do I gotta, (laughs) I'm okay with one light. Um, But like, how do you get over just being okay and content with, you know, not having everything managed well, but to get to that point where you're like, handling the responsibility, managing your home well over your habit, like bad habits that I've kind of picked up over the years. Uh-huh. You know, I, hi, Tracy, thank you so much for being courageous. <laughs> but the one thing I would say for me, as you were saying that I just kept hearing um, what I talked about earlier about diligent pursuit, right? And in diligent pursuit is also having, you know, a spirit of excellence. You are not going to do everything right. I don't, I got a pile of papers right here in front of me that I'm looking at right now. Right. But there are always ways, listen, you are your competition, right? You don't have to worry about competing with somebody else and another woman, whatever. No, you are your competition. And so just look for ways to improve or to do better than last week, last month, last year. Set some goals for yourself. There is, um, I got a planner actually from Aldi's. Let me tell you, Aldi's has the most amazing planners at the end of the year as the uh, new year is coming. They have some amazing planners. And so it was a household planner. Oh my goodness. And so I've just been really diligent and intentional about really doing some things or managing the responsibility at my home. And so I got a planner to help me to just check off some tasks, some things that I need to get done. Um, when we, A lot of times when we think about planning or organizing our life, we don't think about you know our home. We think about our schedules, our meetings, but this was a planner actually for your home. And so that has really been working for me. So I think that if it's a true desire for you, that you'll just put some things in place that'll help you, you know, to be able to celebrate yourself and what you accomplish next week. I'm excited that next week the trash gonna be out, Tracy. <laughs> there was some food in there. But um, I, um, I really like what you said about 
um, the competition, because I think I've gotten a habit of, you know, I'm not in competition with anyone, everything is fine, but that has me kind of being just kind of okay, instead of trying to get to another level, another level. Yeah. I've just kind of been kind like, of okay. Also crazy, this is um, Rachel chiming in. I, being a homeowner myself, a new homeowner, I also, I don't know if you have an iPhone, but I'll just tell my iPhone, remind me every month on this day at 3 p.m. to change the air filters. And you could do that for every single thing. And then once it comes up, it pops right up in your phone and you can check off that you did it. Oh, You can literally say, hey, Siri, every month on this day at 3 p.m., blah, blah, blah. And it'll do it. Okay. That's good. Tracy. I'll definitely do that. I'll definitely do that. I do have, um, I'm looking at my reminders now and I have one that says I have an abundance of time to do everything I need and want to do. And that's part, partly because of this thing where I realize I'm not meeting just basic household things like the air filter and the light bulb and getting that trash out. But I need to set it to be for the thing that I need to get done. And that way I can't just like push the button and let it go if the trash can out, if the light bulbs aren't done or if the air filter isn't there. So I thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Tracy, I want to add, I want to add something to that because uh, one of the things that we teach in Purpose Activating Our Coaching Program is scriptures and strategies, right? And I think sometimes we get so caught up in affirmations and declarations, but we don't back it with the word of God. And so that's one thing that we focus on a lot. And so when you talk about the time and how you created that affirmation, I, I want to challenge you to put a scripture with it. And the first one that came to mind was Ecclesiastes 3, right? There's a time and a season. There's a time and a place for everything. So as you're creating those affirmations, if you want to take it just a step further, because the word will be seated on the inside of you that will manifest, obviously, on the outside when you connect that with the word, prayer, and scripture, right? And so... The challenge would be find scriptures in those areas that you feel as though um, you need a little bit more guidance outside of just you affirming yourself and yes, giving that's you good. affirmations. That's good. Thank you so much. I'm going to definitely do that as well. You're welcome. All right. Melody, anyone else? I wanted to, Melody, I wanted to ask a question. Yeah. Who is it? Oh, Ashley. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're going in and out. Can you hear me, sir? I can hear you now. I was driving. Okay, so my question is, I know uh, Ms. Janet was talking about us surrounding ourselves um, with the right people and with the right women to help us align. And if, you know, for some reason, you know, I grew up with a, a great group of uh, women in the church. And obviously, you know, we all grew up and we, you know, move on and we do different things. And I found myself where I don't surround myself with Uh oh, you're breaking up. I heard I found myself, I don't surround and that's all I heard. So for me, my uh -oh. I want to I want to challenge you, Ashley, because you're going back and forth. If you want to type it in the chat, I can respond to it. You're you're breaking up, and I haven't been. Able
actually, I don't know if you heard, but if you want to type it in the chat, I apologize. But for, for some reason, it was just going back and forth, and I was unable to hear. All right, let's see. Okay, perfect. Awesome, awesome. All right, ladies, are there anything else? Any other questions? She sent me a message and said she'll she'll reach out. I hate that we weren't able to hear her. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, thanks again. Thanks again for jumping on. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure. Janet, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule, girl, serial entrepreneur. I know you're super, 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 super busy. Um, ladies, and I think all the gym, oh, Terrellton is still on. So ladies and gentlemen, um, you guys know, uh, for those of you that are new, we have Bible study every single Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. So you can hop on this Zoom line, this same exact link. In addition to every Monday and Wednesday, we have prayer at 6 a.m. And so that's the opportunity. We have a slight devotion and then we go into prayer and you can always submit your prayer request anytime, any day of the week, no matter what's going on at stolenlunches.org. We have a prayer team that is there 24 seven that will pray for you. So once that prayer request is submitted, someone immediately stops what they're doing and pray. And then I also wanna put this out just in case you guys are unaware. In September, we typically will do a 24 hours of prayer. And so already just start being in mind, mindful of that. We, we typically will take on a few, a few blocks at a time and just do a devotion and pray. And then lastly, April the 3rd, for those of you that are familiar, we have our Give Blessing Bags that come coming up. And so we want to do a Give Blessing Bag challenge. This is the first time we've done this. And with this challenge, what it simply means is, for those of you that are unfamiliar, Give Blessing Bags has been taking off. It's an opportunity for us to just go out into our communities. And how it started was you just having things in your home. When you go to a hotel, thanks, Tracy, for dropping that in. You're like the best. I need to have you come on and talk about Give Blessing Bags. But how it how it came about for us and when it started, it was one of those things where we go to hotels and we get we have things around our home and in our house that we constantly don't use on a consistent basis that others need. And then we would see people on the street and we would just turn a blind eye. And this is a way for us to be able to acknowledge them, to see them and to give to them. And so if um, on April 23rd, we're asking if you are somewhere, um, different state, different city, different town, grab 25 bags and put something in them and choose to go out and give it to the homeless. It doesn't have to be a stolen lunches bag. It does not have to be a beautiful bag. It can be a Walmart bag. It can be a Target bag, but put some things in that bag and then we want you to take pictures and we want you to hashtag give blessing bags challenge. And Tracy, if I left anything off, because I know this is like your lane, you let me know or unmute yourself and say something. Um, but that is April the 3rd. Yeah, no, nothing else to you. Be good. Okay, perfect. Awesome. All right, guys. So we're going to close out in prayer really quickly and we will be done for the night. So Father, we thank you. We thank you for this time that we've just stolen away to be fed by you. We thank you for you feeding Janet with the word and her allowing us to eat um, tonight your word and it being fruitful. God, we just pray right now. We pray blessings over every person that has a business, every person that's thinking about a business, every person that has opportunities and jobs and careers that are bringing in and generating income. Father, we pray that we're stewards of our our homes that we walk in excellent God we not only enter things in excellent God but we also exit in excellence and so father we thank you for tonight we thank you for you being in the midst 
We thank you for the word, it being rich, it being pure, and it piercing our hearts and it transforming us to want to, to have the desire and to do good. Um, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for tuning into our Stolen Lunches podcast. To get connected, log on to stolenlunches.org. We also have numerous online faith community groups that are waiting for you. We are active in these groups all day, every day, praying for you, celebrating you, walking and doing life with you. We have women, men, co-eds, and our cool couples communities. Again, all details, stolenlunches.org.